Frank's Red Hot is the perfect blend of flavor and heat. So you can use an entire bottle to make recipes like buffalo chicken dip or buffalo nachos. Or even things that don't start with buffalo. Frank's Red Hot. I put that on everything. Hey, Craig! Mm, what you say? That you ran the running shooting high school? Of course you did. Mm, what you say? Jaden Delora, that you, that you tore the beeves apart. All right, that's yes, my... Yes, uh, did. So I don't know if you got that, Jeff. I didn't. I'm probably too so old for that song. So someone dropped it in the Slack. Um, Roger Sherman, who writes for The Ringer. Yeah. Um he tweeted, I've made the exec- executive... So I, I don't know if you know who Jason Derulo is. Um, he's a, a, a I, pop I am aware R&B of the a singer. So he is okay. very famous for singing his own name in his songs a lot. Jason Derulo, okay. like that. And so uh, Roger right. Sherman So I see where this tweeted, is going. Yeah, yeah. He, he tweeted, I've made the executive decision to sing Wazoo Freshman QB Jaden Delora's name to the tune of Jason Derulo every time he does anything. <laughs> it doesn't rhyme, but it's got a lot of the same letters and sounds, and I'm sticking with my instincts. Same number of syllables. Yeah. It works at Jason, Jaden Delora. <laughs> I can't do it. Jaden Delora. <laughs> so, yeah, that was a Jason Derulo song. <laughs> where, awesome. And then I had to throw in the part where he sings his own name. Craig, we're one and oh, dude. Yeah, and this is podcast versus everyone one and oh. We did edition. it. I'm oh. Craig Powers, and with me is Jeff Newser. Jeff, we have to introduce ourselves. Um, we're gonna have Why? new listeners because uh, it's football that, season. That is true. We're gonna have all kinds of people who have never heard of us before, and they're gonna be sorely disappointed when they listen to the show. But hey, we watched a football game on Saturday night. Yeah. Oh. You know, a four-hour football game because apparently uh, the networks are missing some of that uh, ad revenue cash, and every every single fucking commercial break has to be eight minutes long. (laughs) You know what was funny was okay, so I didn't notice it at all until you guys started pointing it out because I'm writing the recap, right? So like for me, like an eight-minute commercial is actually pretty great. Like I'm like. Yes, a little bit of writing time because I can't, I cannot write and watch the game at the same time. Some people, I'm sure, can do that. Uh, uh, you end I, up not watching the game. I yeah, that's exactly it. Like you just end up not watching or enjoying or understanding or anything. And so, you know, I have to like kind of um, f- like force myself to stop writing once the you know once the game comes back on. And the thing with football is there's so many breaks that yeah, you feel you think. Breaks. Yeah, you think that that's, oh, well, I can get a little bit done. But when you really try to break yeah. your writing down into 30-second chunks, yep. like... like You're taking is, notes, basically. That, yeah, point. that is not happening. So, okay, so I'm I'm not writing during the game. The commercials are happening, and I'm like, cool. So I can get a little bit of writing done during the commercials. And uh, and then you guys are all like, oh, my God, so many commercials. And I'm like, really? I don't know. I didn't yeah, I... This. Because I, I would notice, like, I would get up and, you know, go to the bathroom and, I'd, you know, grab something to eat or something. And, like, or I'd be, like, you know, doing something for B or something. And it would just be, like, oh, it's got to be back by now. And I'd come back and it's, like, still at commercial. Okay, go do something else. And then I'd come back yeah. and, like, it's still at commercial. And then, <laughs> yeah, and then it just, they seem so frequent, too. Like, I guess there was a lot of breaks, especially in the fourth quarter. There was a lot of scoring and, like, you know, 
timeouts yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Like they were definitely would use timeouts to go to break and stuff. Yeah. It was it was pretty nuts. They're definitely looking for that extra ad revenue. But anyways, yeah. so all those four hours, all the, like all the copper fit sleeve commercials. Yes. And all the I'm other not... garbage that you get on FS1 at, you know, oh, yeah. 10 o'clock at night. But I'm trying to, I'm, let me, I'm looking at the thing. What was the official length? That's funny. It that had to still... be just a hair under four. Let me, hold on. It was three thirty six, uh, yeah. End of game eleven twenty one, yeah. Because well, they pushed back to start. Oh, that's right, that's right. Seven forty five didn't, didn't kick off till seven forty five. Yeah, that's why. But still, three thirty six is long. That's like that is long. That's but that's like what it was. Um, what did they do to cut down some of the time? Like some of the kickoffs or something. I can't. I can't remember. I like running clocks for kickoffs and shit like that. It, but yeah, they, I remember when I was in when I was in college, it was like three and a half hours, and then they got it down to like three fifteen for a while. Now, now yeah, it just depends on yeah. what channel you're watching the game yep. on. Indeed, it does. So, I, yeah, you know, whatever. Uh, I mean, I went to bed at twelve thirty after finishing the recap. So, uh, I mean, that was you know not my favorite thing in the world, but yeah, it's all right. I mean, I, it's, I think I it's a lot bed. easier to tolerate when you win. Yeah, I definitely went to bed a lot later than that. Um, I was just, uh, it was hyped. It was a good day. Um, it was a good day. Um, let's see. But yeah, let's talk, uh, let's talk about the football game. Let's, let's talk about Jaden Delora first. Um, let's there, there do was, that. There's a lot of, exciting, that's what everybody else is talking yeah, about. Yeah, There's so. a lot of exciting things. There's, there, there's multiple players in the offense, multiple players on the defense that we can call out, be happy about, excited about. And then we can talk I mean, about, we got lots of time. Yeah. So. Yeah. So yeah. Jaden Delora, true freshman hasn't played a game since he was you know like since last fall for you know high school as it only played practice was you know high school didn't yeah like yeah he's only been in high school so it's just uh his very first collegiate game we we talked about last week if if there was any defense in the pack 12 that would be like the softest landing since he's not going to get you know a, a cupcake um this would be the best and and certainly i i think that the Oregon State defense still isn't very good, and we'll, we'll preface that. But still, you you still want your guy to be good against the bad bad defenses. Yeah, yeah. and he was, especially yeah. after a, a shake. He very much looked like a true freshman on the first couple of drives. <laughs> he Probably terrified. Yeah, he he missed some throws. He was very hesitant. Um, but but I will say, I think it was that first uh, third and fifteen third and 16 whatever it was scramble he scrambled for about 20 yards picked up a huge first down you could just see him he was like he was hyped after that and because he came out hit his first first cup next couple completions they got a first down Um, they eventually punted but you you were like okay like you felt as a fan you're like okay he's he's not going to totally screw this up like the kid's got talent you know especially after that run you're like oh my god like he's fast like he's yeah, yeah, I mean, that first drive was hilarious because, like, I mean, it's hilarious now, right? It wasn't hilarious in the moment. In the moment, it was like, oh, my God, what what, what we... do we actually have, right? Because you had the... You're like, practice so there... season. It's just a practice season. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, he... <laughs> let's see. Okay, so he incomplete pass on first down. And then a shortish run. I don't know, like a four-yard run or something on second down in which Liam Ryan decides to... I don't know, man. <laughs> hit some, like hit, hit somebody, late. right? Um, after after the whistle, and so you 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 get the play taken minus fifteen yards, and now it's 
third and 20. And so, you know, Nick Rolovich, I think wisely, you know, decides uh, we're just going to call a draw. And, and he does. And of course it doesn't really go much of anywhere. And which, which uh, causes people to, to freak out about calling a draw on third and long, which we'll come back to that in a sec, but it's like, <laughs> um, but but it was, but I was like, at the time I was like, yeah, I'm okay with that. Right. Like, yeah. like the last thing you need is the true friend. Like if you put that ball in his hand, guarantee, guarantee he's going to try and make something happen with that. Right. Yeah. And that, that is the last thing you want him doing is to try, you know, from his own, you know, 10 yard line or whatever it was at that point or seven yard line. I mean, it was, you know, way, way back there. It's like last thing you want that kid doing is trying to, uh, you know, trying to make a play on third and whatever third and a million uh you know on his first start so yeah really smooth and then yeah that second series uh you know they get in that that third down he scrambles and you know which he he would do a, a few times in the game and from there it was like and, and the funny thing was the second drive wasn't um you know didn't they ended up punting anyway on the second drive but it was like at that point you could kind of see all right you know he's he's kind of kind of figuring it out a little bit and then yeah and then from there it was and it was rolling for the most part so really good yeah and meanwhile the defense was on a hell of a start but i guess we can we can keep talking about Jaden for a little bit we'll just talk about how his game overall the impressions yeah. but yeah so the, yeah then well i would say we could really see what he could do with his arm but fs1 didn't let us see it oh my um, god so, I will never forgive whoever's in whoever is in the truck who screwed that up. I don't forgive you ever. Yeah. The first of hopefully many many Jaden Delore yeah. touchdowns, and all we could see was him throw the ball. Apparently, his play fakes are just that good. I don't know. Maybe yeah. there was there was a there was a neutral zone infraction. Maybe yes. they thought the play was getting blown yes. dead. Um, it was it was very frustrating. Um, just a you know, what what it looks like on the other angles, beautiful throw. Uh, to Travell Harris, and we'll talk yep. about him a little in yep. a little bit too. Travell Harris, first touchdown of the season, big play. Um, you love seeing that. Um, Travell Harris just absolutely roasting a nickel corner, which I'm very excited to watch the rest of the yeah. year. Um, yeah, so it just, yeah, great toss, and then it was game on from there. You know, um, the defense really, uh, and then obviously we saw a lot more with his legs and we saw him throw back to back dimes. Only one of them counted, um, for his second, his other touchdown pass. Um, his, uh, first he, he, he dropped one in the corner of the end zone to Renard Bell, who was in, um, after replay, but it turned out, um, uh, the center, uh, the center's name, uh, miss like green, Green, I, yeah. I watched today. I watched a replay and just so I like was focused on Green. And yeah, he just it was just a brain fart. Like he didn't have anyone in front of him to block, and so he just took off <laughs> running forward to like block a linebacker. And then you can see yeah. the linebacker or this. It was either a linebacker or like a, 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 a like a defense like a defensive back. And he just points at him like like he, he can't be, be here. Down here. That's not legal. That's cheating. But it turned out to be <laughs> it worked out okay. Fine, because on the very next play, uh, Delora does his best Russell yeah. Wilson impression with a just a, a rainbow yeah. dime to Travell Harris again. Um, this is bonkers. I mean, the dude throws 
dime to one side, one corner end zone on the one side, and then just does it again on the other side on the very next play. Like, it's like, God, man, he just, yeah, he's really, really, really impressive. Um, it's, it is funny though. Like, so we, we've been obviously sort of, uh, spoiled over the last half decade or so with our quarterbacks. Right. And we've had, yeah. you know, Luke Falk to, um, you know, a little bit of Tyler Holinsky mixed in there, uh, Gardner Minshew and then Anthony Gordon. And all these guys are very, you know, polished pocket passers. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Luke Falk, you know, was, was training to be a, an elite level passer from the time he was, you know, 10 years old or whatever. Right. Uh, you know, the, the, all the, you know, the quarterback throwing coaches or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's so, you know, and then you watch, um, you know, again, Minshew, same deal, right? I mean, not quite, not, not to that level, but like, um, you know, still training, very, training for yeah. a lot, very polished passer. Right? And he was very, a, you know, he's a fifth year senior by the time right. he's yeah. right. Throwing a million passes, yeah. et cetera. And then, and of course, Anthony Gordon throwing motion a little bit different, right? Former baseball player, but still, you know, just really easy release and, you know, pretty quick release, all, all this stuff. And then you watch Delora and, and this is not a knock. It's just like, it's just like a, it was a, a little striking it's, at it's first watching like you, him throw the ball. Like you watch his throwing motion and he's got this really loopy arm throw or arm motion, but he also kind of has this weird way of kind of flicking it right at the yeah. end. Right. So like, it's kind of this loopy slow thing, but then like right at the end, it's like this real quick flick. And, uh, and so he just, um, you know, it's, 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 it works though. Right. Like, like I'm watching it and it's, you know, he's, he's almost kind of winging it like, like three quarters, like three quarters throw, you know what I mean? And, and then it just, he kind of flicks it and, and away it goes. And, um, you know, the accuracy deep with which he's able to throw like that, I think is, is fairly remarkable. He does need to maybe throw a little sooner. Um, yes. We saw that a couple times. That's uh, a, you know, you know that's if, you, if your motion's going to be yeah. like that, yeah, if your motion's going to be like that, you gotta, you gotta maybe get it out of your hand just a fraction of a yeah, second. The sooner, interception but, he yeah. threw, he definitely threw late. Um, it, it, it he, it, who knows if Calvin was actually even open, but yeah. if he throws it earlier, it's definitely going to give Calvin more of a chance to get and the probably ball. Probably not a pick, yeah, and probably not a pick because the safety probably doesn't have time to get over there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so and uh, underthrew Calvin on one other one. Yeah, too, he definitely was, was a little late. And, yeah, so, he was yeah. you know eighteen to thirty three. So the act, like the you know the completion percentage is not what we're used to. Um, but you can definitely see where his he's got room to improvement. You know, it's, I think those middle passes, um, those crossers, those like 10, 12, 20, 10 to fifteen year crossers when guys are moving. Um, I think that might be another. You know, he needs to throw earlier because he's got that longer motion. So. You know, we saw one of one of the first drives. He had Calvin like pretty, pretty open. Definitely, if he leads him on it, he can run. Um, and we know Calvin can run. Even we we've seen even with his uh, you know coming off the, the yep. multi year foot injury battle, um, if he leads him. But so he threw a couple times where he kind of threw it a little bit behind guys that were on the move. So he's got some you know room to improve there. Um, I do think uh, you know his short passes. He he trying to kill his guys a little bit um we saw him on 
you know, he had some drops. I don't think the receivers were totally at fault on all of them. Definitely on some of them they were. Like Renard Bell had a pretty bad one, but then he came back with fourth down catch to make up for it. But yeah. um, we saw like Calvin Jackson on third down and go right through his hands. Jaden Jaden also threw the ball extremely hard for like an eight yard. Yeah, out. I was gonna like, say, <laughs> I'm not sure they were quite prepared for the hundred mile an hour <laughs> fastball on every throw. Well, it like, worked, you know, on it. that on that the t- the touchdown. I, I I think it was also to Calvin, uh, the one that got called back mysteriously. Like I, yeah. Honestly, but uh, he that was that was when you want to uncork it because it's a tight window, and he got it right, right in there. Right. And I'm pretty sure Calvin caught that ball. I don't I don't yeah. know what the hell they were looking at. They they must have had something that that we could not see. I that's that's my most optimistic. They, they had view to have had that. another angle. Otherwise, it doesn't it didn't make any sense. But yeah, but yeah. So and then. You know, beyond all that, I already talked a little bit about it. Man, the ability to run the ball, and I'm not, and, and this is just not a scrambling quarterback. No, this no, is he's a, a running runner. quarterback. Yeah, they no, they were able to use him as you know a read option threat. He had a touchdown where he he it was totally botched, but you know with help of a a good block from um, from Dion McIntosh, he's able to just use his yeah. speed to get get to you know take the angle to get into the end zone we saw him multiple times run out of pressure like he is a little loose with that ball (laughs) that's a little terrifying (laughs) but he runs out of pressure waves that thing around yeah he's got he's got that like scrambling in the pocket that you know like russell and patty mahomes and guys like that do you know that they, they just kind of they run around the pocket and and one thing i was impressed like he I, there was times definitely you want him to take off of the ball more, I think. But you don't want that to be the guy's first tendency. Yeah. You want him to look to make the big play down the field, and he does that. Like, he's looking down. He When he's scrambling, for for such a young quarterback who is athletic and knows he can pick up yardage, like, it, it's impressive to me that he's still looking to make that throw. Um and and I think it, sometimes he just didn't make an accurate throw, but but at the same time, um, yeah, I love that he keeps his eyes up when when he's scrambling. And and there was a couple of times, you know, I think he bailed out the offensive line a few times. I think he only got sacked once. He definitely could have. If we had a statue back there, oh yeah, like oh my god, how many sacks would Luke Falk have taken in that? Game? Oh yeah, and even Gordon, who didn't take very many sacks because he just gets rid of the ball so quick. But if he, some of that pressure sometimes yeah. is coming quick. Some of it came really fast. He spinned out of a couple of them. Or yeah. spun, spun out of a couple of them where he was. I mean, he looked like probably dead and. uh he just sort of calmly, you know, just did the little Russell Wilson pirouette, you know, right away from uh, to to go ahead and continue with that comparison, right? To to yeah. spin away from the pressure. And oh, I think a lot of uh, kids are doing that now. Like I think that probably. Russell Wilson has made that a part of football. But <laughs> like, spin. the 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 presence to do it, I, I think that yeah. was the thing that was most, um, you know, most striking about it. Uh, as you watched it, was that just the presence was so clear. Yeah. Um, and the command of what he was doing was just so clear. And, and, you know, and Rolovich even said sort of after the game that, you know, they, they'd kind of given him a stripped down version of, you know, of the playbook, but, um, what, you know, what they did give him, he seemed, you know, certainly, uh, capable of handling and the ability to run is just such a, it's just such an important weapon. I mean, so 
like something that was funny was, you know, you, you pointed out he's 18 of 33. Like that's 55%. Like I, I mean, when was the last time a WSU quarterback threw 55%? I mean, it had to be like 2012, right? Yeah. Like it had to be that first season. That first area that, yeah. Cause it's been yeah. like 60 is a bad game. Yeah, like if you if you're running the air raid and you're getting sixty now, I think now granted, maybe Gardner was pretty low in his first game against Wyoming. I'm not yeah. just off the top of my head, but like yeah, that's, maybe yeah. But it's just like you know, I mean, obviously, you know, part of it is that in the air raids, many of those throws are just kind of uh, gimme throws. You know, I mean, it's it's you're throwing to the running back, you're throwing a screen. I mean, it's yeah. There's you know, definitely that'll sort of that'll sort of pump up the the percentage a bit, but. You know, I think the other thing about this, so so my point was that, like, even though it said 55, it didn't feel like 55. Yeah. Um, and, and I think I think part of it is that we, you know, you, in the run and shoot, you're removing those those little gimme completions. Right. Mm-hmm. So 55 percent is probably close to what, um, you know, to what uh, air raid quarterbacks are throwing when they're throwing the kind of throws that Delora was throwing. If yeah, a lot of downfield, sense, right? ten ten yeah. yard plus, or or out right. to the corner type throws. Exactly. Yeah. So you're removing the the easy, you know, dump offs to the running backs and the and the screens and things like that, right? Um, so that was part of it. And then the other part is, you know, because he can move the chains with his legs, you know, it just it feels like you know because the offense is moving, right? Like you're not, mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like, oh my gosh, you know, he's he's only completing five out of every ten passes, right? Like it's, you know, it just you feel because the offense is moving, um, it doesn't feel as low as you know fifty five percent, you know, actually is, and so mm-hmm. um, it just was so like. Gosh, it was just so cool. Like, it, like I can't, I, I don't know. Like, I can't think of a better word to use other than just super, super cool um, to watch. You know, this different offense that we were super um, intrigued by, right? Mm-hmm. And like to see it come off, and um, to see you know some of the best parts of it, and to have a guy who you know clearly is you know the moment was not too big for him. Yeah. Um, and, and like all of those things just get you super excited. Yeah. And, and to your point on, yeah, if in the air rate, if a guy's hitting five out of 10, the, the drives are probably ending, you know, because that's, they're not, that means you're getting zero yards. And so there's, you're not getting as many yards on the ground or anything, but yeah, he's getting, you know, obviously they, they handed the ball off quite a bit in this one more than, um, probably more than they than he typically did. I guess the hand of the ball off or, or uh, Delora ran combined. I, it just seems that the percentage was probably, probably higher on runs than they maybe typically would have done at Hawaii. But at the same time, yeah, he's uh, I, that the way he handles the kind of, I don't know, the, the, the point of uh, you can tell that he's ran, he's yeah, doing this in high school, point. that we mesh point, that sorry, mesh I can, point, the mesh right? point. So, yeah, yeah, cause the there's handoffs. so many, play fate there's like there's a lot of rpo i mean you when you definitely saw that first rpo i'm like holy crap we run rpo now this is nuts yeah um the first it time work. we ran like, it yeah. i was like whoa yeah like it didn't work that play but it was just like oh my god we just ran a wsu just ran rpo this is nuts like yeah. and it's like we're using all the cool kid new stuff now this is this is fun um and so yeah that mesh point he handles that so well the way he pulls the ball, the way or when he, he hands it, it off, he holds it in there forever. He holds it in, and that's you know that's key. You got it. You're trying to trick that defense, and there's so many. Yeah. I do love 
how many play fakes there are just embedded into the offense because of that. Like, and we've seen data on the NFL side that like play fakes work no matter what. Like yeah. play fakes work even if you have a shitty run offense. Like it's yeah. just like defenses naturally have to pay attention to that. And so, yeah, they, so they're, he's, he's play faking on a lot of plays obviously. And, and, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just fun to watch him handle that part of it. Um, and I, I just think like maybe like, you know, a guy like, uh, Cameron Cooper, a guy like Gunnar Cruz didn't have as much experience with that part of the offense. Like just even that mesh point, yep. you know, cause that, that's really, if they were doing the air raid, the last couple of years, that's not something that was happening. You know, they, yep. they were they weren't looking to maybe pull the ball. They weren't looking to to play fake as much, and because uh, yeah, the, you don't see play fakes as much in the air raid. But no, um, no, nope. yeah, a pretty rare thing. But it, but yeah, so it it was just it was just it was so fun to watch something new and and, and just like not just the offense, but having a, a kid like that who can move and and just. A legitimate, yeah. like you, you can definitely see him having games where he's going to rush for a hundred yards. Well, like you mentioned Cooper and Cruz, God love them both. But it's also like, could you imagine the game going that well with either one of them at quarterback, knowing what we know about their skill set? Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. Like it's uh, maybe Cooper would have been good in the pocket. Like, you know stepping up hitting play maybe they've been a little bit more accurate downfield or or something i maybe they would have started better but neither of them have ever started a college football game either yeah. so you i mean well, you're it taking was, out you'd be taking out the run th- the run. i mean the run thread on the rpos right yeah um i mean i figure that neither one of them escape you know some of those blitzes where dudes came running free. I mean, you know, people were like, uh, you know, I saw in one of our one of our post game stories. Uh, somebody said, "Yeah, the offensive line does it deserves a ton of credit," and I'm like, I, "They were okay." <laughs> like, like I, I, you know, granted, great. You know, they we rushed for all those yards, and that's awesome. Like, they get a ton of credit for that. But also, like, Delora bailed them out of at least three like, or four sacks like yeah we've we've talked about by spinning out or moving or rolling out you know i mean he you know so i don't know that cooper cruz uh doesn't take you know drive killing sacks a couple times yeah. you know yeah we've talked about before with like the 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 transition from falk to Minshew and just the the sacks went from you know like 50 plus to you know like 15 like right. in, in in the course and the of the line one wasn't season, playing any the, better. The line wasn't playing that much, but I mean, they, maybe they were a little better. Like a lot of a lot it of the maybe. line returned, but, but yeah, it was it was a lot of it was just Gardner either got rid of the ball earlier or was just better at avoiding pressure. Um, and Delora definitely is even a, a, a next level at that yeah. because when he avoids pressure, like you don't know what's like the like the defense has to pay attention. They can't commit to the receiver they can't and they have to keep a guy standing committed to him like they definitely i definitely saw spies on him multiple times like so yeah like so like there was a play that he might maybe could have taken off he stepped up in the pocket and he he um he looked like he had some room in front of him um and he threw incomplete downfield on the run um i think it was in the first half yeah uh and you're thinking, ah, oh, dude, just take off, get a few runs. But when you look at the replay, there was a spy like sitting there, t- 
10 yards out and you know when that when they're separated from 10 yards as soon as he commits that that you know also fast guy is going to come at him and so yeah maybe he can win a one-on-one but also maybe you don't want him taking that hit yeah um but but yeah it's a especially for just like a five-yard gain or whatever um but yeah i so like i i think there was so much exciting about him and him in this offense it's like just like it's it's such a it, it, it just it's crazy that it, I mean, I'm just thinking like him in the air raid is like nuts. Like what, what he might've been wasted almost. Like, yeah. Like, cause, cause these legs are something we have not yeah. seen on a WC quarterback in a, I don't know, like probably since like the eighties or seventies. Yeah. Like, I don't, like it's, it's nuts. And, and, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's awesome. Like it, it was just so fun to watch. And, and like you said, just the newness of everything and that it didn't go poorly. Like they they were scoring touchdowns, they were moving yeah. the ball. Yeah, like it like it was it it went really well. And let's let's talk about kind of beyond Jaden Delora, which was you know you know a revelation as they say. But like it, that was amazing, that was fun to watch. And but we have some players that were returning that had some breakout games in themselves. And and I know it's I know you definitely want to talk about Travell Harris. Oh yeah, ah. Oh. So Travell, like my biggest thing about Travell was that in in his first two years, like it was obvious, like his physical skills were obvious, right? Right. Like, you know, he's got, he's returning kickoffs. You can see the speed and it's not just, it's not just straight line speed. Like he, you could see he's got a little wiggle and he's pretty strong. Like he's got, you know, a thick trunk you know, strong legs. I mean, and I, um, I guess he, he was a running back in high school as well, which doesn't yeah. shock me at all. And so, I mean, like the problem was <laughs> right. Poor guy. He's playing the H in the air raid, which is that inside receiver to the left. And for whatever reason over the years, that sort of became the, the number five option yeah. uh, in the air raid. And so anybody unfortunate enough to play that H position, which was okay. So Renard Bell, or sorry, uh, Travell Harris recently. Um, Renard Bell played there a little bit. Um, oh man, I'm forgetting the other tiny little receiver we used to have. Ah, I'm like drawing a total blank on his name right now. Uh, anyway, graduated uh, a few years ago. Robert um, Lewis. Robert yes, Lewis. that's okay. who it is. Thank you for the save. Uh, Robert Lewis w- was also the a- was also an H. Um, you know, for whatever reason that, that position just clear number five in targets, clear number five in yards, like just like really not, um, you know, really not any attention paid to it really at all in the air raid. And so I, you know, I felt like for a couple of years, his, you know, his ability was really largely being wasted. I mean, I don't know if you remember that catch he had, uh, was it against Utah? I think maybe not Utah. I don't remember, but his freshman year, Gardner Minshew, just kind of threw it up to him. Right. And he made that play um, where he just jumps up and catches the contested ball. Um, I think that was traffic. Oregon. Yes. Yes. Now that I think it was Oregon. It was on like the game clinching. It was like yeah, the yeah. game clinching drive yeah, in the fourth yeah. quarter. Yeah. Right. Right. When we were like kind of our butts were getting a little tight and yeah. you know, whatever. And so, you know, throws it up and he jumps up, makes this great, you know, contested play. And so we get these, you know, glimpses of what he could do. But the reality was, like, he just was never going to get that many balls thrown to him. So, um, so to And he's running mesh in, a lot. Like, so running mesh a time. He's, he's not right. running straight down the field, like, not using his, like, straight line right. speed that he has. Yeah. 
Right. And, you know, Brian Anderson had his awesome pre-snap read talking about, you know, why cross. And it's like, I mean, basically H is a decoy over and over and over again as we run Y cross, you know, 10 times a game. So, um, so anyway, yeah, just not great use of his skill and his talent. And the run and shoot is because of the way it presses vertically, um, just sort of repeatedly and relentlessly, uh, you know, we got to see what Harris could do there. And then, and then to add on top of that, Rolovich going, huh, you know, this is, this is a guy with some, with some cool skills. What if I, you know, hand him the ball a couple times, you know, and to, to, to pull something that's not really in your playbook, like that last run, there's that, that's not a run and shoot play, right? I mean, that's, that's a play that you've got in your back pocket for when you need it. And, you know, it's, it's a one-off play that doesn't really fit with anything else. It's just like, Hey, we've got this one play in our back pocket that I think will work against this team. If we need a, need a big play, you know, whatever. And so what do they do? They run a thing where Travell Harris goes in motion and then changes direction and then changes direction again and then changes direction again. And then it's like a little, I think Jesse Casino said it was like a, like a counter tray kind of deal, just like an old school, you know, counter tray. Uh, yeah. Cause play. Uh, Delora and McIntosh both went, both went left. Yep. And then, but like, great again we were talking about Delora the handoff is just flawless like yep. he's just left it behind him it was almost like it was like I was like was that a pass or was that a run like he did it just yeah. so smoothly and yeah and then once you give it to Harris they ran it earlier in the game and he got five yards and you're like oh what's that yep and the linebacker so the line if you watch it again the linebacker and the safety both over pursue yep to the side and so then all he's got to do is just he makes the linebacker miss the oh, safety that cut. this yeah and then the safety basically ran himself out of the play mm-hmm. completely and the the whole middle of the field you know they they were running you know single high safety that one guy vacated just <laughs> like like I'm watching it I'm going like bro where are you going like, yeah like that was so bad dude you gotta uh, sit back there. <laughs> yeah, like he just overran it and, you know, and and I, you know, I mean, they they knew WSU was going to be running trying to run the clock out and so, you know, he's trying to be ultra aggressive, but he just overran it and Travel Harris just ran away from everybody like just <laughs> and then coasted into the end zone. So, I don't know, it's just really like two two things really exciting about it. I know I'm like kind of excitedly rambling, but um, you know, number one, I'm really, really excited that Travell Harris uh, was able to use his ability in a way that I think we all kind of knew he could. Um, so that part was super cool. And I would not be shocked if he ends up being our most, uh, our most dangerous receiver this year. So that's thing number one. And then thing number two is, um, you know, as much as I love the air raid and I mean, my, my love for what Mike Leach did here is, you know, well-documented and, you know, Leach is very, Hey, the system is the system and the system works and, you know, which is great, like 85% of the time. Uh, but the other 15% of the time makes you just want to like pull your hair out cause it's Cal or it's Washington or, you know, it's the end of a game and you need to be thinking maybe a little more situationally. Like it's, it's mm-hmm. just the stuff that drives you nuts. Um, which, you know, works out a bunch of the time, but when it doesn't work out, it's spectacularly bad. Um, you know, to see a coach just kind of, you know, pull, pull out something special in a moment that, that doesn't, um, you know, that isn't part of the traditional 
part of his playbook, right? Like, like that part is, is really exciting. And and I'm not going to say that that's anything's better or worse. I mean, obviously, you know, Leach had a ton of success. So, um, you know, like I said, the, we remember the failures because they're so spectacular, but, um, spectacular. Yeah. yeah, but the, the success was also, um, you know, beyond what we are typically used to as well. So, but this is just kind of refreshing, right? Like, yeah. it, and it's sort of what I, what I thought when Leach first moved on, I was like, yeah, like I'm not, I mean, I'm, it's a bummer cause I like winning, but I'm also like, yeah, you know I mean? It's, you know, this maybe has new. run its course and, um, yeah. you know, this is only going to work out if, if Rolovich wins, but, um, uh, but doing it a little different way. I mean, look, sports are entertainment ultimately. And Saturday was super entertaining, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I just have to, I've, I've watched that, that, that clinching touchdown multiple times and yeah, you talk about that linebacker. So that's that's Travell Harris's skill set because he's that got that running back skill set where he can make those jump cuts and he just accelerates out of them. And we've seen him do it on kickoff returns too. He just destroyed that linebacker. Like I don't know if if you watch, just follow the linebacker after he makes the cut. Like he kind of stumbles and then he tries to get up, like keep going, and his legs just give out and he falls over as as Harris is like already on the thirty yard line and gone. Like it's 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 hilarious. I, I, I recommend watching that replay and just watching the linebacker get absolutely destroyed. And but yeah, to your point, absolutely I think we were all I think there was just something fun. It's just something fun about doing something different again. And I almost got kind of irritated because like uh, Petros Papadakis and then the other guy, they're, they're talking about like, well, they were running the air raid, but, but this one they throw a lot. It's similar as well. Um, but it's like, no, it's not. Like it, yeah. all of us who have been watching the air yeah, raid yeah. for eight years, this is not the air raid. This it does not, not look that. like it at all. <laughs> like it, like there is, you know, you're talking about Travell Harris pushing out of the slot, out of the slot, pushing down the field vertically, which is perfect for him. Like, because yep. if you look on like his two touchdowns, he just absolutely like he's just going to get so many mismatches in the slot this oh, year. Oh yeah, like he just I mean, absolutely he's gonna run past people. linebackers. Yeah, linebackers and nickel corners. Like he's and just safeties. Going to, sa- like, yeah, it's just. Yep. It's he's he's like like you said it, he he might be the most dynamic weapon because he's so perfectly suited for where he's playing. And then and then you know like you described, uh, we we now have a coach that's like fine with. I have a weapon. I'm going to use him because that was never yeah, I'm something under Leach. Get the ball in his hands, right? Like it was only like when when like Gabe Marks put up big numbers. That was more a function of Luke Falk really liked throwing to the right, and and so he really liked throwing to River Craycraft and Gabe Marks. Yeah, and and it wasn't really about the offense. Like the, no no one was like, hey, we're throwing to Gabe here. It's like no, you're throwing to whoever's open. All right, but but now it's like he we have specific plays. For Travell Travel Harris, and and they know that if, if there's no safety over top helping, which it's really hard to have a safety over top helping the corner and the and and the outside receiver. I mean the 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 slot and the outside receiver. Like he's just gonna run by guys. Yep. And and so you know because like on the second touchdown, Delora very much just had the confidence that he was gonna beat him because he threw that ball early. He just yep. chucked it to a spot in the end zone. Yep. And Harris got there, and he wasn't. He was still kind of covered, like it wasn't terrible coverage, but no, he's athletic. He's he's strong, perfect throw, strong guy. Yeah, um, dime. Yeah, so I'm super excited. Like, it, and and something that 
I have multiple guys on our Slack pointed out. Yeah, only four people caught passes. <laughs> yeah, this is How not the wild air is that? Yeah, like this is not the air raid in any way. No. <laughs> and there it, were some guys did play. Um, I do recall like Bacon played. Yeah, I was gonna say I do recall seeing a tall white guy. So uh, it was either Bacon or Man. Uh, uh, I'm drawing a total blank on the freshman. But anyway, uh, yeah, did Hobart like, was he out there? I don't, I don't. Not that I recall. I don't seeing. recall either. Yeah, he may have been one of them. He may have been. Yeah, we'll talk about that. One later. of the thirty-two. Yeah, we'll see. Because I don't. I do not recall seeing him at all. Um, I so, do know that we saw Billy Pospisil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> on the hands team. Maybe he shouldn't be on the hands team anymore. Whoopsie doodle. <laughs> Oops. Uh, but yeah, yeah, so I do. Anyway. I do think we should. Uh, we're getting deep. In, probably gonna need a commercial break. So to kind of wrap up the offense, we gotta talk. We about haven't Deon. even talked about Dion McIntosh. Yeah, we gotta talk about Dion McIntosh. Wow. Like so, I don't know. I feel like he's in better shape this year in some way, like maybe just a year of playing time. we definitely saw, you know, uh, flashes of like the ability of what he did yesterday last year. Yeah. Um, Cause actually this, I think he ran for hundred yards against Oregon state last year too. Yeah. Um, but wow. Like just breaking tackles, some straight line speed to be able to pick up yards, some very impressive agility. Like, man, like, what a game! Like you, you were. I think we were all like bummed and afraid when Max Borgie was out, but McIntosh just uh, came in, yeah. played played He's every panicking. single snap. Yeah, yeah, yeah we were panicking. Snap. Like, every wait, our best player, snap. our best player is out. Played every snap was a huge, huge impact on the game. I might, yeah. you know, one of the, you know, I, I really wanted that touchdown for Jameer Calvin for obvious reasons, but yep. I mean, it was nice that after that McIntosh got a touchdown because he deserved a touchdown for the game yes. he had for sure. Yes. Yeah. So a little nugget about McIntosh that I heard from somebody who would know. Uh, so breaking news, breaking news. Uh, so when McIntosh was playing last year, he was actually playing quite a bit under his listed weight uh, because mm. he apparently when he showed up from junior college, he he was essentially malnourished, oh, um, which is not totally shocking uh, for anybody who's watched, you know, last chance you uh, and you see those programs like those are pretty bare bones operations, man. Mm-hmm. Like, like they're not, you know, maybe they got some nice looking uniforms, but like, you know, I remember like, uh, you know, the one with Jason Brown, the first one with Jason Brown, uh, with Calvin Jackson. And he's like working the phones, trying to get them some good looking uniforms. Right. So like they could look like, uh, so they could look good. And, it, you know, so, uh, he, he apparently was, was super light and, uh, like, uh, you know, and this was after he had been at Notre Dame. Right. So like, uh, apparently that year at junior college was was not real healthy. Yeah, for him. and he definitely wasn't. It's not just that he was light. Like the, what he was missing was the muscle. Like because right. he actually looks right. sl- like slimmer this year. Yep. Like I would say he looks slimmer, but yeah, I could I could because he he just he looks more like built, like put together, right. and and definitely right. the way he was able to break tackles. Yep, and and, and keep his balance. Last he, yeah. yeah, last year if 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 he got loose, he could run. Last year we right. saw that multiple Still times. Fast. Still fast guy, but then, man, like some very just very impressive runs, yeah. And just wow, like if Max comes back, we don't know how long he's gonna be out. Just two absolute weapons, 
yeah. out of the backfield. It's like there Rolovich some, has got to be stoked on that. Yeah, I mean, there were – now, some of it was – there were a couple runs where McIntosh, like, clearly made it happen, right? Mm-hmm. But there were also other runs, especially as we got deeper into the second half, um, where, you know and, – and all those people that have been, you know, dying watching the air raid for the last eight years, and, hey, can we run the ball, please? Well, you know what? Y'all finally got it, right? Like, like you finally got what you wished for. Uh, you can you could see like they were starting to really kind of pound it in the second half, and uh, there were some pretty sizable holes there, some pretty sizable gaps. So yeah, yeah, it was it was cool. Like like again, I love the air raid. I loved it. I still love it. I'm you know I I just but um, it's hard to watch know, currently in its current iteration. Yeah, yes, it is, but. Uh, but it's still like, you know, there, there's something to be said for, you know, variety as a fan. Like you can only do the same thing for so long before you really do start to get a little, a little bored. I mean, like, well, you and I are Seahawks fans, right? Yeah. And it's like, (laughs) you know, we've been watching the Pete Carroll thing for about the same amount of 10 years. Right. And it's like, you know, I know last year you and I were both like, Oh my God, I cannot do this anymore. This is terrible. It's the same thing. Run, run, pass, run, run, pass. And the defense, da, 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 da. well, you know, now this year there <laughs> didn't work out so well today, but it's like, uh, you know, the, the pass forward offense that they've got going on is just like, Oh, it's like this. It's like watching amazing... a new team. I, yeah. yeah. I haven't been that. It's like ex- this breath of fresh air, right? Yeah. I've, I've, I haven't been that excited to like watch Seahawks games in years, but like yeah. it's just it's it's fun to watch, and so I think provided, that's a good comparison. Yeah. Provided we can continue the success, yes, that, that Leach had, this is going to be cool. We're but playing, that's what it all comes down to. And we'll, we'll we'll talk about that later in the week. But the defense is getting a lot tougher next week, um, so it'll, it'll be a, a lot, much lot much much bigger test. But I think yep. this was a nice place to land for the offense you know probably the worst one of the worst defenses in the pac 12 that's nice you know just get off the ground right there um but yeah let's uh yeah we're already we're already well deep into this but let's (laughs) let's let's take finally take a break and then we'll come back and and talk about the defense because definitely they deserve some praise as well we're back Back. So yeah, I I don't know. Are you drinking a beer, or, or should we just get into the defense? I am, I am drinking a beer. I'll make it quick though. I'm having yeah, we'll the uh, Citra Enigma by Matchless. Oh, so, nice. Uh, yeah, it's really really good. It's very uh, it's very juicy. Um, but it's like yeah, I love it. Actually, this is this. So last week, you know, the bubble wrap. I was like, eh, you know, this one's actually uh, this is this is really good. I really like. So I, I wish I had of, better analysis for you than that, but I had a stretch of knowing the head brewer at Matchless, but uh, both those guys have left now, and I don't know who's brewing there. Oh. Now. Um, yeah, uh, I am yeah, drinking. I'm drinking a beer called Empy. So it's by Elder Pine Brewing and Blending in Maryland. Um, it's a it's a pretty unique one. It's called. Empereal Radiance, and it is an mm. oak-aged black lager. Now, mm. I love the black lager style. Um, it's just a go-to for me. It's not that common, but I just love to grab it when I see it. And this one was aged in an oak barrel. Like, There's a big picture of a fooder on the can, which is like a giant oak vat. 
um, which uh, beer is fermented in. Oh, it's even got the the, the common Fooder brand logo. So I bet it was aged in this Fooder. Um, so yeah, this is so this is a it's a black lager that they then aged in oak for six months. Uh, not like not like bourbon barrel or anything. Just like a straight up oak Fooder. So it's just sure. pick. It's got these great like it's just. It tastes so good. Like for a six percent black lager, there's so much going on. Um, it's like, like it, it just it, it's like drinking a a great like stout with like the roastiness and stuff. But it's got some caramel. It's got the oak, and then uh, but it has like a nicer kind of like easier to drink body because it's it's a lager and, it, and it's a little cleaner. Um, that's what I love about um, uh, black lagers. So um, way to go, Elder Pine. Um, I wish I would have bought more of this when I picked it up because uh, I definitely want to drink it again. But this is this is the one time I will get to drink it. Um, very tasty. But yeah, dude, let's uh, let's let's talk about defense, yeah. uh, which was definitely, particularly in the first uh, three quarters, a very pleasant surprise. Yeah, they. Uh... I think the biggest surprise was that um, they actually were winning some battles at the line of scrimmage. Which Absolutely. Was like, you know, my head explode, right? Because um, we, we haven't seen that in, in, in quite a while. I, I mean, I guess last year against Colorado, that 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 was the one game that was like, oh, okay, yeah, maybe we're figuring some stuff out. Uh, but other than that, obviously, last year was, you know, a total, total train wreck. I mean, they... They averaged less than, uh, you know, fewer than two sacks a game uh, all season and in Pac-12 play, which, you know, given that uh, they were playing teams that were needing to score to keep up with us and there was lots of throws, it's not a good total. Uh, So to see the defense get some pressure on the quarterback, uh, to see them control the line of scrimmage, you know, to the point where Jamar Jefferson had been, Held down for most of the game, about two and a half quarters, uh, and then he broke loose a little bit after that. But still, um, you know, just to see the defensive line, you know, actually do some work um, and see our ends, you know, beat beat some people up a little bit and get some pressure on the quarterback. Um, you know, it's amazing how much of a you know how much of a difference that makes. And and Jebbia definitely looked uh, like he was he he like he was not sure where the rush was coming from and. And, uh, you know, how, how to escape that pressure just a little bit. And his throws, I think, reflected that for about the first uh, first three quarters. So, yeah, very, very cool to see a defense that looked competent for long stretches. Yeah, and I think, you know, it's kind of the classic thing. A, a lot of Oregon State's yards and a lot of their play, big plays came after WSU took a three-touchdown lead. Yes. And so you can kind of assume, we don't know this for sure, but you can kind of assume like the defense gets a little more vanilla at that point. They're just playing to keep guys in front of them, stuff like that. Um, Because definitely Gebbia was finding guys a a little more. Maybe the pocket was a little cleaner. Maybe our guys were getting a little tired too, like a beat thing. Although they were heavily rotating the defensive line um, at any point they could. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's a, it was a, yeah, it's definitely like Gebbia's final line looked fine, you know, thirty four or forty eight. But he he uh, up until you know it was twenty eight seven. I think he maybe was like ten to twenty for like a, a hundred yards at that point. Like so, it was he was he was definitely flustered. So the the defense definitely did really well, 
while the offense was figuring its shit out. And that and that was that was very helpful because if the defense came out and was crap right away and WC's in a 14-0 hole and you got your freshman quarterback in a 14-0 hole, that's a whole different story. Um, but, yeah, you got guys like, um, you know, a guy that made a couple plays, Amir Crowder. Um, he's only credited with one tackle for loss, a sack, but I feel like he had another. Um, maybe it was just not, not quite a tackle for loss, but I, I seem to remember him pulling a running back down behind the line. But um, Ron Stone um, got plenty of pressure, uh, forced a fumble. Had a sack that wasn't even didn't even count because they accepted the holding penalty instead. Um, and he still had a sack and a half. Yeah, he still had a he sack and a half on top. He could have had a two and a half sack game. Yeah, um, yeah. We definitely just saw we saw lots of lots of uh, lots of penetration from the just from front four, um, and you know having four down linemen again that was interesting and um, it definitely looked a lot bigger. Than you would expect, um, especially in, in certain personnel groupings. On third down, they definitely get smaller. Like they're definitely rotated in the smaller, like pass rush guys. Because that Stone, um, you see Stone. Uh, I saw Stone a couple times move to the middle, like move to like a tackle position on third down from from the from the end position. Um, so it, they definitely do some personnel groupings. And uh, as Zane wrote, and we've referenced this last time. Uh, Jake Dickert is used to working with small defensive lines, so maybe that's part of what he's doing is, is getting them in the right kind of personnel groups. And we used to see, you know, speaking of the Seahawks, we, we used to see them do this too. You know, we, they'd move the ends in on on yep. uh, inside on on obvious passing downs and just yeah, let you'd them, have Michael Bennett playing yeah. inside and yep, yeah. So this is a that's a it's a strategy and and you know it it, it was interesting to watch and and yeah, I mean, what, if that front four front seven is is causing havoc you know it's it's gonna it's, it makes a huge difference right like just to just to be able to um like cover on the back end because we had some guys that were doing okay on the back end you know i you know i i think aiden hector was like especially playing his very first game through freshman made some nice plays george hicks i thought played pretty well um daniel isom definitely has some room <laughs> for improvement <laughs> Um, he, 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 he looked like he was, you know, kind of a little bit lost, um, at times. Um, but, uh, yeah, we, um, I think justice Rogers was better than I expected. Um, Jahab Woods, you just didn't see as much, but he didn't Which have is to. okay. Yeah. You just, he didn't have to do as much as what he has had to do in the past. Like he just, he's not cleaning up something. He's, yep. he's just there. And when, when you're, you know, like, you get like Hobbs had three tackles, Crowder had three tackles, Stone had three tackles. Like when you got the big guys, um, get it like you know, Rogers had a couple tackles. Like it's when you got the big guys getting in on tackles, that's yeah. a good sign. Yep. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that that you know Oregon State's I don't know if Oregon State's offensive line is any good. Um they returned some guys, they lost some guys, I don't know. Um but it, 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 well, if what at least I do they know is someone. we didn't do that even against bad lines last year. Oh, definitely not. We didn't do it against Oregon State last year. Like it, so, but like it was. So it was just good. To, it's always good to see that happen. And yeah, I, I, you know, the Oregon State's final like offensive stats look pretty good. But I'm looking at even with that kind of like barrage in the in the fourth quarter and the in the end of the third quarter, 
Uh, they still only ended up at 5.6 point yards per play, yeah. which means they were having to work for what they were getting. Yep. Yep. I, I think that the biggest thing for me, my biggest takeaway was that the defense looked like it knew what it was doing. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I, I, you know, it's, I feel like that, that is sort of a, an extremely low bar. Right. But at the same time, it's like, well, you know, we didn't clear that low bar very often last year where the defense looked like it knew what it was doing. It looked like it was, uh, you know, basically just, just aware of, of the game. Uh, so to have a defense that, again, looked like it knew what it was doing. It looked like guys were in the positions they needed to be in. When there was a completion, they were rallying to the ball and tackling. Yes. Yeah. Um, there weren't too Swarming, many missed tackles. Yes, yeah. Yeah, there weren't too many missed tackles through the first three quarters. Uh, that dropped off a little bit in the fourth, which I think, I think is to be expected. You know, given you know what Rolovich said about how many guys they were missing, and then, um, and then just the fact that it's you know it's the first game. Um, you know, they had a shortened or or you know kind of a weird training camp. Um, everything was just you know sort of. You know, it's not a surprise that in the fourth quarter they were tired. Um, you know, Oregon State ends up running 80 plays. That's a lot, uh, <laughs> you know. Uh, so it's not a shock they got tired, and that's okay. I think I think they'll be all right in the end. And, um, you know, average-ish defense will, will really, you know, will take them a long way most of the time, presuming that the offense is, you know, kind of what, what we think it is. So... Um, you know, I, I, one thing I wrote in my column that's going to, going to publish on, on Monday was that, you know, look, 38 points was not enough, would not have been enough to win five out of the nine PAC 12 games last year. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like 38 points is a lot. I mean, it's not a, not an overwhelming amount, but that's, that's a fair amount it of points. It would not have been enough to beat Oregon state last year. Right. Like wouldn't have been enough to beat Oregon state. Wouldn't have been enough to beat UCLA. Wouldn't have been enough to beat Utah. Wouldn't have been like, I mean, on down. Right. So um, for the defense to do enough for 38 points to win comfortably um, is a real feather in their cap, and they play hard. Um, they seem to play smart. They they seem to know where they were going. Uh, there were a couple times, like we mentioned Isom, right? Like on that one touchdown, he, he seemed to kind of uh, get a little lost on that crossing route and then pick his own guy off, uh, which was, you know, kind of a bummer, but... Yeah, I think he uh, got caught watching the quarterback too much. Yeah, on that one. and he kind of like looked like he was looking one way and then looking the other, and then stepped right into the path of of his uh, his teammate trying to cover the crossing route. And so, uh, but you know, the biggest thing is that they looked like they knew what they were doing, which prevented the big backbreaking plays that had were such a killer last year. And uh, if you can do that. Uh, you know, like I said, you can, you can go a long way. I mean, I don't know if you're going to, you know, I don't know if you're going to hold down Oregon, for example, this weekend, just by doing that. But, uh, you know, you'll probably hold down Stanford just by doing that. Mm -hmm. You know, you'll probably hold down Cal just by doing that to some degree. Now Cal's defense, a different beast, but you know, I mean that you, you'll, you'll have some success, uh, by just being, you know, assignment sound and rallying and making a sure tackle. So, you know, that, that was fun to see. That was nice to see. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think overall just there's positives on the defense. Cause we, I mean, 
I wasn't expecting a lot. Like, I didn't want to expect too much improvement or anything because, like, we talked about it's the same guys. Um, But there definitely was different. You know, um, Jackson uh, looked pretty solid, um, and he didn't play much last year. Um, And Crowder looked good. And, he, he, you know, so that just – And Jalen Watson, by the way. Yeah. Juco cornerback who – was headed to USC twice. We talked about him last week on our preview. Uh, I do not recall Jebbia throwing his direction very often. Yeah, he still ended uh, up with six tackles. Yeah, I mean, Probably the vast in, in majority of the though. throws, yeah, the vast majority of the throws went toward Hicks, especially in the second half, which, you know, and Hicks did okay. I mean, yeah. it wasn't, you know, it wasn't, again, he wasn't getting burned over the top and given a massive chunk plays, so that's fine. But uh, that's a good sign that maybe we had a, um, maybe we had have a cornerback who was who was deterring a quarterback from throwing his direction. That that that's pretty cool. It makes a yeah. big difference too. They made Gebbia for about two and a half quarters look really really bad. Really bad. Like, <laughs> like I was like, who the hell? Horrendously is this guy? bad. Former four star guy went to Nebraska, transferred. Like it was, for two and a half quarters, it was like, well, now I see why he couldn't play at Nebraska. <laughs> like like now I see why he transferred because he's horrible. Um, but yeah, once he kind of figured some stuff out, he, he looked, he looked a bit better. The arm strength is only so, so like that, that was, that was a little, that was a little weird, man. You get him off his spot and he's got to move a little bit and he's just, you know, throwing ducks into the ground, you know, three yards in front of guys. But, uh, but once he kind of settled in and again, I think the pass rush maybe got a little tired, um, you know, maybe not getting quite as much pressure. And, and then he was, you know, and the coverage I think was a little soft too. I think they were maybe playing the clock a little bit, as you mentioned. So Jamar Jefferson still got three touchdowns. So he's up to 11 against WSU in three years, but he's always pointed out. He's still a junior too. And I'm just like, yeah, what? Like, are we sure? Are we like, he could potentially be around to terrorize us for two more years. I'm not okay with that. That's true. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like he could finish with like 20 touchdowns against this. I don't know. Yeah, it's like Luke Falk against uh, Oregon State. His, yeah, his career just stats. like that. It's just absurd. Like, like, get, like that guy's still playing. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway. Yeah, I mean, you know, considering he ran for about, I don't know what, 500 yards against this last year, I guess I'll take yeah. 120 on yeah. 21 attempts. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, overall positives on defense. I mean, they're not perfect. We didn't expect them to be. They're not going to be, you know, the the – like the best defense in the world, but if they're just a you know a little bit worse or a little bit around average, then that's that's fine. You know, that, if that's they a allow twenty eight points a game, if they allow twenty eight points a game, I'm like, I like our chances to win three or four games. Yeah, absolutely. So. Um, yeah, so put a bow on that. Um, we we can't go any further without pointing out that WC has now beaten Oregon State seven times mm-hmm. in a row. Mm-hmm. All of the shots of Jonathan Smith on the sideline were of a coach that was like, I can't believe I'm losing to these assholes again. <laughs> yeah, and, and it it's so funny. funny. It's it's Rolovich second time in a row beating yep. Oregon State. And obviously yep. he has some personal vendetta there with uh, Oregon State recruiting his signed players, uh, which he took exception to. Yep. Um, I will say one back to the offense real quick. Hamilcar Rashad did absolutely nothing. Yeah. Um, and he is a preseason All Pac 12 player. 
Um, we mentioned him in the that preview. That was the guy we were worried about. And he had two tackles, no tackles for loss, yeah. which is you no know, sacks or whatever, you know, so – that was well, great. He to was see. bearing down on Delora a couple times. Yeah, but Delora and said Delora no. did did his thing. So, so that's always fun. So we we kind of put a dent in his uh, uh, all Pac-12 campaign. So, sorry, buddy. Sorry, man. Um, but yeah, so one to know thirty-eight twenty-eight. Love Harris getting that clinching touchdown instead of just running the clock out because it's way more fun. Oh, in the end, of course, the hilarious. Kicking a field goal on second down to try to give yourself time to score again, and then your kicker just misses your it, and then the game it. is over. <laughs> so that's that's always funny. <laughs> it was pretty funny. You're, you're outsmarting yourself, you know. <laughs> I mean, it was the right call. Like you know, at that point, you go, okay, do I have do I have a better in trying to get a touchdown? Am I just going to run out of time? Well, yeah, okay, fine. Take your three points, and then maybe. You can get an onside kick and and a, and a hail mary or something. So it was the right call, but it didn't make it any less funny. Yeah, when he missed it, he just shanks it. Like, yeah. sorry, buddy. <laughs> um, I do. I will say, uh, I I I think I liked Rolovich's aggressiveness overall. I, he went yeah. for it a few times, when I'm yeah, glad it was he appropriate. did. Yeah, yeah, like I think he was appropriate. On he I, they didn't have like a lot of their third downs were like third and very long or deep in territory so like i don't there wasn't a ton of decisions but there was definitely a couple like we talked about uh a renard bell after dropping a pass came and made the you know i think it was as the third quarter switched to the fourth quarter came out they they ran the play caught that fourth down ball yep. i love them going for it in, in that position they were around the 40 yard line or 35 or so I, I think it was a position where maza definitely could have hit the field goal um, i think they're around the 30 but you still just you know whatever go for seven don't go for three um and they did and that that worked out um so yeah i just you know i like i, I like watching that sort of aggressiveness i think mark or, or zane I, or I think it was zane has pointed out that uh rolovich was actually more likely to go for it on fourth and such like than leach last year so yeah um I don't well, think Leach got really conservative. The whenever last whenever Leach got had a good kicker, I feel like yep. he he he. We've we've talked this to death. We don't yep. have to talk about yep, that. Yep. But anyways, so like Rolovich has that good kicker, and he's still going for it. I like even with a freshman QB, love it. I think there maybe was one time. I no, I don't know. I can't think of a time. I mean, yeah, the third and long runs always frustrate you, but then. Uh, 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 we busted a 49-yard yeah, run from Macintosh. And, it's like, you know, no, third, said, and, third yeah, and long draws so forever. Bad. But, yeah, okay, 38-28. Cougs are 1-0. Got Oregon coming into town next week, yeah. 4 p.m. on Fox. On we'll have, Big we'll Fox. We'll preview that that's on like Big a, Fox. I mean, that's a big-time game, man. Yeah. That's like – I mean, that, that Fox a, Fox wanted know, WSU and Oregon. On the East Coast. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. – I mean, that that's a that's That's going to be a lot of eyes on – a lot of eyes. And uh, I well, I, and I looked what? at the the lineup leading up to it. The game that leads into it is USC Arizona. So there's going to be lots of people watching, even though that probably won't be a great game. Um, there's going to be a lot of people watching because it's USC. Right? USC, they're so, ranked. Yeah, and so you know they're going to watch that. It leads right into us at four, which is also you know seven p.m. East Coast time. Like people will people on the East Coast will watch. So. Yeah, I mean it's a national over the air broadcast like the whole 9 yards. Like it's a it's a really really cool opportunity. But no pressure, guys. It's fine. No pressure. None whatsoever. 
Um, and I love I love the idea of Oregon having to come up. I don't know how cold it's going to be in Pullman, but I hope it's going to be really, 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 really cold. <laughs> like, really cold. Hey, our quarterback's from Hawaii. Maybe not too cold. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe that's true. But he's been there. Oh yeah, I saw. I saw. I think Theo shared his uh, Instagram story. He was um, he was he was uh, uh, playing in the snow, <laughs> so maybe, maybe he's enjoying it. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, hold on. I can tell you. Saturday, forty-one forecast. degrees and sleet, yeah, like rain, snow. Yeah. yeah, that's probably that's pretty miserable. Yeah, let's see. About four p.m. It's going to be raining. All right. Well, let's at least see. we're not in the air raid anymore. Uh, mine says 38 degrees and no rain at 4 p.m. What do you, so. I'm just looking at the – I was looking on Google. Yeah. Well, I'm looking yeah. at dark sky, so. Okay. Mm. But still, uh, chance of precip- 11% chance of precipitation at that point. Feels like 30 degrees is what it's All right. Be. Well, yeah, 10-mile-an-hour wind. All right, let's run the ball, guys. Yeah. Um, okay, so – uh, one thing we've alluded to multiple times is uh, WC missing quite a few players. Uh, yeah, Nick Rolovich had thirty-two players. Um, there was some uh, there's some contention over him being a little surly about answering a follow-up question of Are those yeah. co- are, is that coronavirus related? Um, we I'm just here. won a game. You're not allowed. You shouldn't be asking me about that. Like, yeah, he just wants like, to be positive, which you know like fine but it's like then don't be like we're missing 32 guys <laughs> like like if you're gonna say we're missing 32 guys the first question right now just expect it to have come. yeah the first question anyone's gonna have is uh do you do you have a covid outbreak on your team like yeah at least just say like well we, we can't really you know we don't want to get into that or like no because the like earlier WSU from Pat Chun had released their own numbers that four total student athletes had tested positive for coronavirus in the last, what, it was 4,400 tests or something. So he could have just cited that stat. It was five, I think, five. And he could have cited that stat. He could have said, Yeah. Said, I mean, there oh, are a lot of ways he yeah, could have there's, framed it. There's, instead of just getting surly about it and like, yeah. come on, man, like, you have to know what people, like, you have to know if you give that piece of information. Yeah. The well, other I get what he is. was trying to do, right? Yeah. I mean, like, I'm sure you do too. Like, it's he—he he was trying to say, like, look at what we overcame. I'm so proud of my guys. Yeah. Great. Except, like, look at look <laughs> like at just, look at the world right now. Yeah, we if had two say, games in the conference canceled this week. Yeah. Like, you gotta like you gotta know that that's the deal right now. Yep. Is everything revolves around that question. Yep. It was a f- completely fair question. And to, to get a little, you know, snippy about it, um, I think was, was I mean, I'm not gonna, uh, you know, I'm not gonna browbeat the guy for it. Like no. whatever I get it. I mean, he's a coach and coaches coach. And he was just happy. He didn't want to talk about, but I'm also or, like, come on, man, <laughs> like, you're, you're, a substantial part of your salary is talk is yeah, if you media. don't want to talk about it, then don't talk about it. Yeah. Do you, like if you don't you want to talk about who's not there, then don't talk about who's not there. Like, this is why Mike Leach, if everybody's like, oh, why doesn't Mike Leach ever talk about, you know, he just, like, this is why. He just said, I'm never going to talk about it. If and you just say you're never going to talk about it, then you never talk then every, about then it. Then every time, you know, every t- like, then reporters, they'll ask the question, but they know the answer right? already. They'll be and like, they just do uh, it out, I yeah. saw Max Borgie wasn't there. Yeah. 
happy and healthy. Happy and healthy. We're not going to talk about that. We're not going to talk about who wasn't here. We're only going to talk about who was here. Like, if that's what you want to do, then do that. You know, don't. don't anyway, whatever. Uh, it, the reality is, I don't know, man. It's, it's going to be interesting because, like, I'll be honest. He probably gets less press scrutiny here than he did at Hawaii. Which is sort Hawaii of like is like weird... the big program in Hawaii. That's yeah, a big it's deal. like a weird quirk of of the job, right? I mean, he went to a Power Five job, but it's in the least media intensive market in the entire conference, and he came from a Group of Five job, which is probably one of, if not the most intense. Intense probably isn't the right word, but just sort of like uh, media focused jobs in the Group of Five. Well, yeah, because they're because it's like, like the Hawaii, whole island. Like, yeah, that's their. That's their team. Like they don't have like a professional sports right. team. They, they don't have anything else. The, the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors are their team there. Yep, yep. And they get tons of coverage, and so the, people pay attention. And yeah, so you know it's, it's yeah. I, I don't know. I wish he wouldn't have been snippy about it, but whatever. I do it's think not. that's a bit in his personality yeah. from just but reading. But apparently it wasn't all COVID. Like, it seemed like the answer to me implied that it was. Like, like the answer implies, uh, yeah, uh, we're not going to talk about that because. Well, yeah, it could be it could be COVID, like, you know, just uh, a precaution. Like, that. They're, they're, they're right, separate, the contact they're, they're, tracing. They're, they're all contract tracing or whatever. Um, which seems like that would be something that you could share. Or maybe they're just afraid to share it because they don't want to see what happened with Cal and UW. That's, yeah. That's but Chun, thing. you know, Chun did make it sound like, like they haven't had, you yeah. know, they're not having an outbreak. So I don't know. I mean, it's, they, they've obviously had a lot of injuries, which is not, not totally surprised. unexpected. Yeah. Not, not surprising given the, in the timing of the season. And, um, uh, so yeah, um, obviously we, yeah, we were missing guys on both sides. Uh, our, you know, Max Borgie, um Tyrese Ross uh in the back in the in, and that's why um Aiden Hector played uh a lot more probably than he was going to um so uh yeah they were missing some big guys obviously that, that made you a little more scared <laughs> coming in uh made made you lean towards more oh this is just a practice season it's fine we don't we don't need to win but man once they had that uh once once they had the lead at half it's like no yeah Let's nope. win this game. I don't yep. want to lose. We've I beaten them six times one. in a row. I want to make it seven. Like yep. <laughs> <laughs> it did not take me long to uh, to settle into being very uh, uh, to care a lot about mm-hmm. the outcome of the game. So absolutely, but yeah. Um, so as you as you talked about, there was two games that were uh, uh, canceled this weekend in the in the Pac twelve can strip canceled. Um, so maybe not going to be replayed then because um, there's really not a not timing a window for it. Um, yeah. I mean, right now they're they're canceled. I don't know. They they could potentially, I guess, make them up during that I mean, crossover were, week. They're but... obviously a lot easier to make up when you don't have to worry about fans and all that stuff. Like, right. Just, but 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 a football team is and I, you mentioned this in Slack. It's not like a basketball team or, or something else. Like there's that huge equipment truck that has to drive somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, there was no way to. They they talked to somebody floated the idea of you know you, uh, yeah. UW and Arizona playing, and I mean there's just no way. <laughs> like there's just th- those trucks take you know three days to get where they're going. Like uh, that, you know, there's no way. 
Well, let's, that wasn't happening. Let's look at the games actually played. Um, yeah. So, uh, kind of the the big one that got the most attention uh, was the the Pac-12 South battle, USC yes, and that Arizona 9 State. Nine a.m. game. That nine a.m. big noon Saturday uh, mm. uh, game. Um, and yeah, uh, you. Um, I didn't really follow it until the end, so I was just going by Twitter and but. I think you and PJ kind of convinced me that was actually a, a pretty pretty good thing for the conference. Yeah. Uh, Arizona State got out to a lead. Arizona yep. State, you know, Herm Edwards does what he does. And, uh, <laughs> you know, he's old school guy. <laughs> and um, they, didn't, they didn't close him down. USC uh, came back and got that, you know, late, late win. Yeah. Um, that game was wild, man. That was a very wild game. I thought I I thought USC had left too much time. I thought Arizona State was going to go score and win. Yeah, but they fizz, fizzed out about midfield. Um, yeah, so it was uh, that. Yeah, that was a very good game. Um, I think it helps that the. I mean, the, UCLA needs the, a needs the, an onside kick to hang in there. USC, you know, they, yeah. they're down by a couple. T- or yeah, USC. Needs an onside yeah. kick to hang in there, so they're they're down by a couple touchdowns. They get a touchdown, and then, um, and it was kind of a funny touchdown. And then they get uh, get the onside kick after Arizona State, you know, botches the the, the catch on the onside kick, and then they and then they score again. It just like it was, yeah, it was just a highly entertaining, um, you know, just really fun game. Um, Clay Helton getting. Wins yeah. that he never deserves, of course, just by the sheer fact of coaching USC of players, of course. Um, but uh, and all those awesome receivers, yeah, geez, ridiculous man. embarrassment of riches, man. Yeah, there's a lot of NFL teams that don't have that much talent yeah. on the yeah. wide receivers. And but you know, Arizona State had it felt, man. It's just it was so crazy because Arizona State was just like completely in control of that game. I mean, I'm talking like, I mean, USC was, I mean, they were just sinking. Uh, like Arizona State had that thing. It, it felt like it was in the bag. It was done, and that definitely and seems like it the just two... fell apart. Yeah, and those are the two teams you would expect in Utah. The three yeah. that that would that would contend yep. for the. So it's a big game. Yeah, and it, and it definitely was everything that anybody would have hoped for in that nine a.m. slot, right? I mean, if you're going to yeah. put a game on TV <laughs> at nine a.m., then this is what you want, right? You want this super entertaining game that people are going to flip over and watch. Um, the only bummer was it was placed opposite of uh, Michigan, Indiana. So like Fox did the old ABC regional thing where yeah. um, some, you know, if you were in a certain area, ESPN, you got, yeah. yeah if it, there was, or if you were in a certain area, you got uh, the, you got the USC Arizona state game on Fox and then Michigan and Indiana was on FS one. Or if you were in another part of the country, it was, you know, flip-flopped, right? So, um, I mean, I assume most of the country was watching Michigan, Indiana. Uh, but, you know, at the very least, those those highlights were on all day. And I don't think... Well, yeah, a lot of the country was watching Michigan this last yeah. week, Jeff. And Wilner makes <laughs> the point. Yes, that is that is true. Um, you know, one of John Wilner's big things is that the... You know, sometimes I think Wilner's kind of like over the top with the stuff that he believes, but other times I think he's right. And I think this is one of those things that I think he's right is that like, no, it matters that you, that 
those highlights play all day over and over and over again. Um, you know, you cannot, you know, you play all these late night games and then people wake up and they're already onto the NFL and, you know, it just doesn't matter. So um, to have that going all day, I think does make a difference. And it was cool that, you know, the conference had um, a really good game, a really exciting game uh, and the kind of excitement that is going to be on those highlight shows where it's like, Oh, look at this crazy thing that happened. Like USC was down by two touchdowns and look, then they score and look, they onside and look now they scored again. And you know, wait, is Arizona State going to, you know, just, yeah. So really, really good. Really, really fun, and uh, and yeah, USC's on top of the South, which is uh, not well, totally tied unexpected. with Colorado. Yes, tied with Colorado. Carl Durrell revenge game. Gotta love it's it, UCLA. man. UCLA, how about that? Carl Durrell, the guy that you forgot, everybody forgot was coaching Colorado. Definitely, everyone forgot that. Every like, time you oh, hear man, it, that's who they hired. That's right. Um, like a, a surprise <laughs> hire, but again, it's it's one of those things where. You wonder how a guy never got another chance. Um, I mean, he wasn't that bad at UCLA. Yeah. Uh, but uh, well, He went to the NFL, right? Wasn't that yeah. the deal? Like, he went was but, an NFL assistant. And... Yeah, but you think he would have gotten another. You would think. Yeah. but He wasn't that bad at UCLA. UCLA people hate him because yeah. UCLA thinks that they should well, be winning Well, UCLA hates Rose everybody. Bowls. Yeah, they, they hate every coach. If you're not, like, even if though there's. you're not there's... Terry Donahue, yeah. you know, if, you're just. If, if there's, even though there's very little like history of them winning a bunch of Rose Bowls and stuff. They think that they should be that, you know, that, that school. Um, they're definitely like, if you, if you're ranking the programs, like in the conference, they're definitely below like USC and UW and, 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 you know, Stanford has passed them recently and Oregon has passed them recently. And WSU has been a better program for half a day, you know, almost a decade. <laughs> it's like, true. it's like, like you guys are who you are. Maybe you should accept it. I, I remember I had a, you know, my ma- one of my master teachers I've talked about before is from UCLA and just, he's that arrogant UCLA prick fan that you're just, you, 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 ex- you come to expect. And, and he would just always complain about how expensive it was to live around, uh, around the campus and, and so that they, but they couldn't because their public school pay the coaches an, enough to like be able to live around there. So they couldn't, it can like, they couldn't attract good coaches. And I'm just like, dude, you're talking to a WSU alum right now. Like, what are you talking <laughs> right. about, man? Like, Oh, Oh, poor UCLA. Yeah. Like we're literally, you, sorry for you UCLA, could fill your right? team. You could have a, you could have a team that would go six and six by walk, like walking to two high schools within your, with like like five miles within, within five your, miles in, of yeah, the school. your school like like just come on like stop whining uh we did uh that was in 2007 and wsu stumped ucla that year and i mm. definitely put that into my career that was the dwight tardy game um, right that was a dwight tardy game that where he went up for over yeah. 200 and then also like injured 200 himself. yards yeah oops yeah um but yeah so ucla Turns the ball over a bunch, gets down uh, real big to Colorado, and then Colorado hangs on for dear life. Um, and, and I think prevails. some of that shine has worn off Chip Kelly, Craig. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember when UCLA hired him. I was like, "Oh shit!" Like, "Oh my oh, god, UCLA is going to be good." UCLA is going to be good. Uh, and then it was like, "Oh no, they're not good." Didn't stop him from beating us last year, but. Still I mean, they, they, 
they're they're kind of you know they they offensively they were good but you know those turnovers man it's a fumbles though so it's like I don't know like if they didn't fumble the ball a bunch or if they recovered more of those fumbles they don't lose yeah but they I mean still they give up 525 yards to Colorado they give up 264 rushing yards to Colorado it was only 5.7 play yards of play so they they weren't getting shredded but but still it's like Man, like, no one thinks highly of Colorado right now. Yeah, No, no. Colorado was a team. People were like, okay, are they, either A, they're going to go winless, or B, maybe they beat Arizona, right? Like, that was kind of yeah. what everybody was thinking. You know, new coach and uh, lots and lots and lots of pieces to replace. Um, that was looking like a pretty substantial rebuild. Um, going on there so i don't know what it is about colorado boulder maybe the elevation or whatever they always seem to like in that south in those south games just pick someone off they shouldn't in boulder like they always seem to do and not that ucla is that great either but ucla is definitely more talent rich than colorado is i think you would think that yeah. yeah so i don't know man the more the farther we get from chip kelly at oregon the more you sort of scratch your head and go huh yeah, but then you look at what Mark Helfrich did right after, and you're like, huh? Like, what? Huh. Maybe this, maybe it was Marcus Mariota. Yeah, maybe it's just having a quarterback like that makes life a lot Jeremiah easier. Jeremiah Masoli, like, they just, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's probably good to have Marcus Mariota. I don't know. I think that. He's pretty good. good idea. He, he was pretty good. Right. Well, not, not in the NFL, but he's yeah. pretty good in, in uh, college. <laughs> he was good in college, though. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then uh, the other game, because it's only four, and we were one of them. We've talked about that one for a bit. Yep, yep. Um, Stanford and Oregon, not the matchup that it used to be. Uh, no. You know, that, that used to be the battle for the, you know, for the, the, the north. But, you know, uh, Stanford is, is – I don't think anyone expects them to be good this year. Um, and Oregon, uh, you know – it's handled them pretty st- easily statistically you don't think it's like oh they they destroyed them like oregon had the edge in total yards but not by a lot stanford 17 7.2 yards of play versus 7.5 oregon um, obviously i'm signing all this stuff because i don't really watch the game very much um so i'm just trying to figure out what the hell happened um, yeah i mean i'm looking forward to watching it but listen to this because, oregon, oregon was yeah, 9 of ahead. 11 on third down that's gonna but help they you. also had three turnovers yeah, it's nuts. Like, cause yeah, they they turned the ball over. Uh, they turned the ball over. Stanford didn't. Then Stanford they, did miss four field goals. That's see, that's the story right there. Because that means Stanford moved into Oregon. To, that's why they have so many yards and right. four hundred thirteen yards, only yep. fourteen points. That's they were you're like four of thirteen on third downs. Yep. And then when you have Oregon going nine of eleven, uh, although. In, in in Shaw's defense, and this maybe may have been a late trying to catch up thing, they did go two of two on fourth down, which you don't expect Shaw to ever go for it on fourth down. No, no, you. But, don't. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, I'm thinking, you know, Oregon nine of eleven on third down. Oregon actually finishing their drives with touchdowns versus missing field goals. Because if Stanford makes four of the all four of those field goals, suddenly you know that's it's not it doesn't it probably looks more like the score that you would expect based on the stats, right? Um, You'd have thirty-five yeah, twenty-six. Yeah, which would be a very weird score, but when you, four field goals, but um, it's college kickers. You shouldn't expect them to make all four field. Although well, Jet Toner, guy, yeah, like he's been pretty good. <laughs> yeah. 
you just know, his but worst day at the office ever. You know? Every every kicker can end up like this. That's that's what's so like crazy about kickers. Like there is not a kicker on the planet that has not had a stretch. Maybe not missing four in a game, but like they've all had a stretch where they've all of a sudden they just can't kick. Like every single one of them. It's it's the craziest thing, man. It is the craziest thing. But yeah, I I'm like so I said, does I'm really the, curious to does watch the, the toner game. do you think the toner needs to be replaced or does it still have some life? Because <laughs> no one likes replacing to the toner. That's a pain in the ass. It's a refill. I don't know if you can get if you gotta get the uh the authentic toner or if you can get like the knockoff cartridge, but I mean, yeah, it's like, what, what do you got left? Are you, what, what are you spending on this toner? You know, that's, yeah. it's not a position you want to spend too much money on. You, re, you really yeah. want to cut costs on the toner, <laughs> you know, not use a scholarship, things like yeah. that. But, um, yeah. all right. Uh, well, and so, Stanford, by the way, was playing without their starting quarterback. Yeah. That's, so, uh, what, uh, Mills, Davis Mills. Mills. Yeah. Davis yeah. Mills, who played against, uh, WCU last year. Yep. Um, so I, you know, it's probably, uh, yeah, maybe they, a tiny they lost, bit worrisome for Oregon. They lost, uh, um, their quarterback who's now, uh, just tearing it up in the air raid and in, in, in the SEC. So <laughs> he may not have been starting anyway. Nah. He may, he, he would have started this game, you know, cause Mills would have been out, but he, uh, he may not have won that job, which might've yeah. been why he was moving on. I don't know. Like last year, it seemed like Mills was better. Yeah. Um, so I'm not surprised. Like I was, I remember he was injured. I mean, we're, we're talking about Cajo Costello. Sorry. <laughs> we're just saying he and like everyone yeah, knows. You but, know. but so I remember Costello, I think was injured for the WSU game. And, and I remember when I was doing the preview, I, I saw that Mills was going to play. I was like, I'd rather Costello play than Mills. Right. Like, right. <laughs> yep. like Mills is better. So yeah, that was a big loss for them because their quarterbacks didn't play that well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so maybe Stanford's a little better. I can guarantee you that Davis Mills will play when we play them. Um, cause we have gotten probably too much. We have, we have a backlog of, of like backup quarterback luck, <laughs> yeah. um, from, from the leech years. And so <laughs> we're just going to get like last, last year, I think we hit all the starters, like even ones that had missed time either before or after, and I think we're just going to keep hitting the starters. I think we're just got a backlog of that. Um, so expect Davis Mills to be back. I, was was that that was a was that a contact tracing thing? I can't remember. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it was or not. But yeah, I mean they ran the ball a ton. You know, 31 rushes to 26 passes. Uh, but I, I mean. I don't know. Like it's like I said, I, I keep saying this. I, I want to watch this game because I'm just I, I keep looking at the stat. Like most of the time, the stats will tell you a story. Right. And I'm like, looking at these stats and I'm like, it doesn't say three touchdown difference. Really. I'm not I'm not seeing the story here. Like when I first looked at it and I saw like the yardage and the yards per play and I was like, OK, I was like, OK, so obviously Stanford probably had a couple turnovers. Right? I did the and same thing. Yeah. And I was like. No, they they had no turnovers, and Oregon had three. And wait, what? You know, it was just like I was like, this isn't adding up at all. So uh, I don't know. Maybe it was just really, really, really unfortunate sequencing. Um, 
You know, maybe it was something goals, like that. And, and then the missed field goals, right? Like, so they'd, they'd pile up yards, you know, between the 20s and then and then miss a field goal, I guess. But, yeah. I, I will say – Definitely weird. I will say that offense putting up, you know, 400-plus yards – on Oregon makes me feel a little better. Like maybe oh, Oregon's yeah. defense isn't as good as yeah. as everyone expects them to be. Well, I think that might be the driving force behind uh, the the line coming down from minus ten when it opened to minus, minus seven, seven. Yeah. like pretty quickly. Now that doesn't necessarily obviously mean anything. I mean, WSU opened as a three point favorite against Oregon state and then was a three point underdog by the time the game started. So, and then obviously we ended up, you know, winning the game by 10. So the original line was closer to being accurate anyway, but, um, it does reflect sort of perception, right? And the perception is that maybe Oregon is not as, uh, not as strong or that WSU is better than people sort of anticipated initially so or maybe a combination of the two so i you know when stanford lights up oregon in the second half and you know we did what we did in the first game and the game's at home which i think will make a difference and yeah so i mean i like our chances to you know to keep up to some degree and you know maybe even put a little bit of a little bit of a scare in those little duckies yeah you know who knows um, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, it was a lot of fun to watch Cougar football again. Uh, I, I enjoyed it even more than I thought I was going to. It, it was fun to just get hyped for the game, put all my gear on and just sit yeah. in my living room by myself. I, you know, it was, I, I had, I had B there for a bit before she had to go to bed. And, and then, you know, her mom went to bed because she has to get up early to work in the morning. And so stupid job. Yeah. Stupid job. Um, but not that she, she probably would have bailed, you know, she doesn't want, want to watch me stress out over the <laughs> football game. Um, yeah, but, we've talked about this before. Yeah. Yeah. So. Our, uh, our partners are both like, mm, nah, you're not very fun to watch a game with. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I think I, I, I was watching the Seahawks game with B today, and while she was watching something on her uh, her little uh, kid Kindle I got for her, um, to mostly just to distract her when I don't want to pay attention to her. Um, and I, I, I shouted about something at the Seahawks game, and she just goes, Daddy, I don't like that sound. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, I'll try not to make that specific yeah, sound. Yeah, well, again. I don't like it when Russell Wilson throws an interception. Yeah, so. exactly. So we're even. I can't control that sound that emits Sorry. from my mouth. Yeah. yeah, like, come on. I don't like it when you cry. Yeah, I really don't like that sound. I think I it's like, like I it think when I'm... you wipe your poop on the wall. But I don't yell at you about that, do I? Hey, she didn't wipe poop. Or maybe I do a little bit. She didn't wipe poop. Would have been easier to clean. She wiped her butt paste stuff (laughs) all over. That's that was way harder. That's been way harder to clean. (laughs) Well, yeah, that stuff's meant to you know stay put. Yeah, it's meant to like not be affected by water in any way. Kind of the whole point. Uh, But I will say, OxyClean. That's the that's Ah, the ticket. That's the ticket. Um, I would have thought maybe some Dawn soap or something, but. Yeah, that, that we tried that. It didn't really do much. <laughs> that like <laughs> it's it's a it's a powerful substance that uh, yeah it is that butt paste. Uh, yeah, I think I think that's all we wanted to 
discuss. What we're, so we're going to have uh, we're going to get back to our you know our football season cadence. So we're going to have a preview yeah. preview for you. I expect that on Friday. We'll we'll do our game preview. That'll be a shorter podcast. We usually try to keep those thirty to forty minutes. Yep. Um, for for those of you who are returning, because I know a lot of you left after last football season, and we're, I don't we're blame listening. Them. I don't blame you either. We were talking about shit. It was fine. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, so yeah, we'll have a preview of Oregon on Friday, and uh, that I, I would expect we will record on Thursday, and then and that'll be on Friday. That's yeah. our general cadence on that. And then going forward, we'll again we'll we'll probably have the you know the the recap podcast. We'll probably record every Sunday, so we'll have that on Monday. Um, you know, maybe we'll, we'll be bored enough to do it on Saturdays sometimes, you know, there's an, if there's Depends an early on what game, time the game is yeah. played. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like Definitely there's a, not if the game's at seven thirty. Yeah. There's or a, even there, four o'clock. Yeah. Four o'clock's too late. <laughs> I don't, I don't, maybe I don't. Maybe if the game is at noon. Yeah. Maybe if the game's at noon, like four o'clock gets over at eight. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to not want to do podcast yeah. right after. doesn't have not enough time to simmer on the, on the game. It'll be more reactionary. Nope. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, if you, uh, if you like this, um, subscribe on whatever service, uh, iTunes, whatever, uh, Spotify, I know is getting very popular as well. Um, and then, uh, if you could rate us, rate us five stars specifically, and also leave a comment, um, you know, say something cool, like, uh, like, you know, Jeff is, you know, just has the best smoothest voice i've ever heard and <laughs> well they don't have to lie no you should lie um, okay all right we endorse lying yeah just say i love that they never talk about politics and that they <laughs> i love oh no you could say i love their recommendations on uh butt paste for your child <laughs> yeah oxyclean yeah. um but yeah, so um, you can follow Twitter at Pod versus Everyone. That's Jeff. That is all Jeff. Yep. Um, I do not claim any of those tweets. Like, don't blame me. At <laughs> um, the Craig Whatever Powers snowflake. is me. Yeah, at the Craig Powers is me. Um, there was a lot of gloating on Saturday. <laughs> If so, uh, about certain things. So if you're of a, a particular persuasion, you may not enjoy that. But but there's also a lot of uh, pictures of my adorable daughter, and there's uh, a lot of thoughts. Yeah, on lots of Coog talk. Coog talk and Sanders and Seahawks and Borussia Dortmund and Tottenham and and yeah. whatever the hell is on my mind. Um, yeah, and uh, let's see. Uh, our email, pod vs everyone at gmail.com um i got an email today uh from someone let me check that out real quick um some oh yeah so they were mes- mentioning basketball um so doug i'll probably email you back uh but it's going to be really hard for us to get ken pomeroy and john andrushek on again because basketball is actually happening uh, but we will definitely try our best to get either one of those or both back yeah. at some point because, uh, um, yeah, we would love to have John all the time, all the time, you know, and then we could yeah. pass him off. I'm as sure he's got so time. much extra time yeah. in the basketball season. Yeah, but yeah, we, we'll we'll try our best, you know, um, to to get get him and our cat on again because uh, it's it's a treat for us. 
Um, so yeah, we, we appreciate anyone you want to send us emails. You got questions, comments, whatever. Um, yeah, that, that'd be great. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah, that's all the plugs, I think. Uh, next week, uh, Oregon. Yeah. That, that, a little little preview. Got to start fire. that win streak on against Oregon again, you know? Yeah. I feel it. I feel it. All right. Go Cougs, Craig. Go Cougs, man. Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter.